Mother Nature's magic poured into one small island country. While some call it the pearl of the Indian Ocean due to its incredible natural beauty, extraordinary biodiversity, as well as its precious gemstones, others might know her as the teardrop of India for its teardrop shape and geographically being off the coast of India. A tea, spice and rice obsessed nation with hundreds of waterfalls generating majority of the nation's electricity. The land of Buddha and the land of serendipity. Today, our destination is Sri Lanka. friends. Hope everyone out there is doing well and keeping healthy. I am doing, well, all I can say is better than before. Health-wise, this year has not been very good with on and off sickness trails, but I am hanging in there and trying to put my best foot forward every day. For doing that, I wanted to thank all of you guys as well. Ofok is a really, really small podcast, but the love and adulation I receive from you guys is overwhelming. Of course, in a very, very good way, in an inspiring way, I feel so grateful and happy to be able to connect with at least some like-minded people out there who love stories and who love storytelling just like me. So once again, thank you so, so much from all my heart for listening and for motivating me to do better each time. As mentioned at the beginning of this episode, Today, our destination is Sri Lanka, the land of serendipity. Did you know that Sri Lanka actually gave the word serendipity to the English language? So, serendip or serendip was an ancient name for Sri Lanka. Horace Walpole, an 18th century British writer who actually coined the term serendipity, said that he created the word after reading a fairy tale called The Three Princess of Serendip, in which the princess, and I quote, were always making discoveries by accidents of things they were not in quest of, quote closed. And that's the source of a new word, serendipity, which means making happy and unexpected discoveries by accident. With unspoiled beaches, timeless ruins, 
incredible wildlife and stunning landscapes, Sri Lanka is called the land of serendipity for a very good reason. Sri Lanka, formerly known as Ceylon and officially the Democratic Socialist Republic of Sri Lanka, is an island country in South Asia. It lies in the Indian Ocean, southwest of the Bay of Bengal and southeast of the Arabian Sea. Sri Lanka shares a maritime border with India and Maldives. The Sinhalese form the majority of the nation's population. Tamils, who are a large minority group, also play an influential role on the island's history. Sinhalese, an Indo-Aryan ethno-linguistic group, is native to the island of Sri Lanka. They were also historically known as Hela people. Why? Because Sinhalese people speak the Sinhala language, which was also earlier known as Hela Basa. So people who speak Hela Basa are Hela people. Sri Lanka's documented history goes back to about 3000 years. But that's not all. There is evidence of prehistoric human settlements that dates back at least 1,500,000 years. The earliest known Buddhist writings of Sri Lanka, collectively known as the Pali Canon, dates back to the 4th Buddhist Council, which took place in the 1st century BCE. In all these years, this divinely beautiful land has gone through so many name changes. Some were officially in use, while others were mainly in historic references. Under British rule, the island was known as Ceylon between 1815 till 1972. So Salao was the name given to Sri Lanka by the Portuguese Empire when they arrived in 1505, which was later transliterated into English as Ceylon. Much later, the idea was to get rid of this British name which is when the name of Sri Lanka was introduced in the context of the Sri Lankan independence movement. The Republic of Sri Lanka was officially adopted as the country's name in 1972 and changed to Democratic Socialist Republic of Sri Lanka in 1978. Other than these official names, Sri Lanka has been historically known by various other very interesting names. For example, Lakvesia in Singhala means an inhabitant of the island of Lanka. Another traditional Singhala name is Lakdiva, where Diva means island. Yet another traditional name is Lakbima, 
luck in both cases is derived from lanka as my friends and listeners from south asia already know that in sanskrit epic ramayana there is mention of sri lanka being the abode of king ravana and i will discuss the context of ramayana in terms of its influence on sri lankan folk tales a little later so coming back to the names remember how we talked just a while back about the origin of the word serendipity from serendip well serendip is another in fact one of the most memorable ancient names of sri lanka it's considered to have been coined by the arabs and persians the name is said to be an adaptation of the name that indians used to use for this island simhala dwipa meaning the dwelling place of the lion's island so in those days arabs used to do a lot of trade with indians which is how it's assumed that they got this name prince vijaya the first sinhalese king named the island tambapanni or tamrapanni meaning copper red hands or copper red earth because his followers hands were reddened by the red soil of the area when he landed here deriving from this ancient greek geographers called it taprobena or taprobene names names and yet more names shakespeare said what's in a name Well, in this case, there's actually a lot in the names. Each name has its own unique story, and each name led to the next. Traveling through all these name changes and transcending through gazillion pages of history, today the country is popularly known as Sri Lanka in Sinhalese and in Tamil as Ilankai. Sri Lanka means a resplendent land a land that is attractive and impressive through being richly colorful and dazzling can't agree more to that though sri lankan culture and social structure is primarily influenced by the predominant buddhist philosophy There is also significant influence of Hindu, Islamic and Christian cultures representing vast diversity. This heritage and tradition of diversity influences Sri Lanka's oral folk traditions as well. According to an article published in 2008 in the Sunday Times of Sri Lanka and I quote We have a rich legacy of stories, legends and myths. Storytelling thus forms an integral part of our culture. Being a society with a Buddhist background, it is natural that most stories are related to the life of the Buddha and Buddha's former births as a bodhisattva. The collection of 550 Jataka tales relating to these former births provided enough material for the devotees to listen to while the book was available in most homes it was on poya day and i will pause here to explain what is a poya day so basically every full moon day or for that matter night is known as a poya in the singhala language this is when a practicing sri lankan buddhists visit a temple 
for a religious observance. Now coming back to the article excerpt again. So it was on Poya Day that many listened to a Jataka story at the temple, having observed Atasil. So Atasil in Buddhism is referred to the eight precepts that are observed by lay Buddhists on observance days and festivals. Coming back to the article excerpt again. So it was on Poya Day that many listened to a Jataka story at the temple having observed Atasil. With only a handful in the village being educated, one elderly male would be reading the Jataka story with others gathering around him to sit and listen. These stories create a lot of piety and devotion among the listeners who respond with the regular chants of Sadhu Sadhu. Quote closed. So people say Sadhu Sadhu to express how awesome or how incredible something is. I will provide the link to this article in the episode description if you want to read more. Another integral part of Sri Lankan folk tales is of course Ramayana. For those who are unversed, Ramayana is a great epic poem that is 24,000 verses long. It consists of seven books and tells the story of Rama or Ramachandra, the king of Ayodhya and his adventures. Ramachandra's brother Lakshman and wife Sita are two other pivotal characters in the story. Now you won't find one Indian or Sri Lankan or for that matter many other South Asians who might not know the story of Ramayana. We have literally grown up on this. Ramayana was part of our lives in so many different ways through books, school texts, TV soaps, festivals and many many other pop cultural contexts. Other than Ramayana and Jataka tales, many other Sri Lankan folk tales are often based on real human characters and animals. For example, stories about Gamarala, the village farmer and the headman, Mahadenamutta, an old man living in the village and his disciples, or even Andare, the royal comedian are some of the very popular characters in the stories. Gamarala, for example, is usually an ordinary Sinhalese villager, primarily a farmer. Some tales also feature his wife and children. In most cases, the Gamarala is portrayed as a witless man who acts with not-so-wiseness. According to the same Sunday Times article, and again I quote, we are all used to listening to lovely stories related by our grandmothers, particularly at bedtime. The folk tales revolving around the Gamarala are the most popular. They are fascinating stories relating to the life of the Gamarala. The stories woven around the Gamarala are so interesting that even if they are make-believe tales, the listener gets carried away and more often than not is convinced that they are true. 
they have come down through the generations and can still be heard in village households very often the gamaralas actions are foolish ones yet they are related with malice to none most of the stories are connected with cultivation because ours was as it is now an agricultural society quote closed another set of very popular folk tales from this genre are the andare stories andare was originally from udamalala hambantota he was a court jester employed by king kirti shri rajasinghe in sri lanka andare used to be an accomplished poet who could instantly compose verses to suit any situation it said that andare was very clever and could turn any situation to his favor for this episode i have actually chosen tales of andare reason i chose his tales is a bit personal too while reading the andare stories i found a lot of similarities with the akbar birbal stories that are very popular all over india or even the gopal bhar stories originating from bengal in india and they are still quite popular birbal was one of king akbar's ministers and like andare He was also known for his intellect, wittiness, and ability to find solution for every situation. Gopal Bhar, on the other hand, was also a court jester of King Krishna Chandra. He was also known for his fun, wit, and intelligence. All their stories are quite similar in many ways. A, they are real human characters who have existed at some point of history. and b their personality traits matches darkly they are extremely intelligent witty and teaches us little tricks of life so choosing these tales were also in one way looking back into my childhood now without much ado let's jump straight into not one but two mini andare stories Sundari was the court jester in Kirti Rajasinghe's court. He was very popular and loved by the king. However, the ministers who worked for the king was jealous of Andare, and one day they planned to teach him a good lesson. One day, the king and the ministers made a plan to all go together to have a swim in the lake andare also accompanied the king the ministers secretly discussed their own plan among themselves and each carried an egg to the lake with them andare and the king were obviously unaware of their plan at the lake one minister asked who can dive in this lake and find an egg from the bottom and bring it up All the ministers volunteered to take up the challenge and jumped right into the lake. Andare was clueless, but he still jumped in the hope of finding an egg. Within no time, all the ministers appeared with an egg in hand, and obviously Andare appeared without one. But before anyone could tell anything to him, Andare shouted out loud, "Cock-a-doodle-doo!" You all are hens and I am the only cock. 
all the ministers were taken aback for a moment. However, when they realized, they couldn't help but laugh out loud at this and come out of the lake. On another day, King Raja Singh's wife, the queen, said she wished to meet Andare's wife. Andare agreed but also exclaimed, Your Majesty, my wife is a little deaf, so you must speak very loudly when you talk to her, otherwise she will not be able to communicate with you. The queen agreed. Andare then went home and told his wife about the scheduled meeting between her and the queen. However, he also told his wife that the queen is deaf, so she must talk to her very loudly. Mm-hmm. On the scheduled date, Andare took his wife to the queen. The queen and Andare's wife started talking, both yelling, hoping to make each other heard. The conversation was so loud that everybody in the palace could hear them and literally got scared. So everybody, including the king, hurried over to see what's the problem and why the women were yelling. When the king and everyone else heard about this mischievous trick of Andare, the queen and Andare's wife were really, really angry with him. But the king himself burst into laughing and enjoyed this thoroughly. Stories like these always brings joy and happiness to story lovers across the world. Currently, Sri Lanka is in middle of a long-standing political and economic crisis with a soaring inflation rate. In trying situations like these, so many critical and contradicting rhetoric surface through media and social media. But through stories like these, cultural awareness happens and that's how our views about a country breaks the biases and opens our minds. Sri Lanka makes to the list of all travel-loving souls. It has so much to offer in terms of natural beauty, bountiful resources and amazing places to visit. UNESCO has declared eight World Heritage Sites on this island nation. So all the travel lovers out there, including myself, Sri Lanka is a must visit on the travel list if you haven't already been there. Other than the rich tourism industry, Sri Lanka is also a significant exporter of tea, spices like premium quality cinnamon, coconut products and precious gemstones to the world. Particularly, Ceylon tea or Ceylon black tea is considered one of the most popular and premium variety of tea in the world. And Sri Lanka is the fourth largest exporter of tea in the world as of 2021. Not only in terms of export, Sri Lanka is a trailblazer in so many other ways. The world's first female head of state to be democratically elected as Prime Minister of a country was Sirimavu Bandaranaike of Sri Lanka when she won the 1960 general elections. From women power to electrical power, 
Sri Lanka is a path breaker in that as well. Unlike many other Asian countries and in fact also rest of the world, Sri Lanka's power is generated by the many waterfalls that are scattered all over the country. Hydropower is the key energy source in this country and generates as much as 45% of the total electricity for households. When the world is standing at a tipping point of climate crisis, this is definitely a remarkable instance to follow. That will be all for this episode. Honestly, I didn't know much about Sri Lanka, but prepping for this episode was eye-opening. Learned so much about this vibrant country, their culture and heritage. This was so delightfully enlightening and all in a remarkable way. I hope you enjoyed listening as much as I enjoyed putting together this episode. Keep listening, keep supporting, and most importantly, keep spreading. You can listen to Ofok on any of your preferred podcast platform and can follow Ofok and me Shubhada Gupta on social media. In the next episode, we will travel to Brunei, the abode of peace in Southeast Asia. Until we talk again, take very very good care of yourself, your loved ones and enjoy the last few days of 2022. Talk to you guys soon. Goodbye.